We are praying for all of our friends and partners during these times of lockdowns and government quarantine restrictions. The ministry of the pastor supported by Whitefields has not slowed down or diminished, not even a little bit. Still, it has intensified and taken on whole new aspects for ministry. We're praying for all of our partners and our friends all over the U.S. and from Canada that support us. We are thankful for every one of you that keeps us in your prayers, and we're praying for you as well. I have chosen some highlights from eight of our pastors out of the 50 or so that we support to show you how God is moving all around the world. Our pastors are serving their communities in brand new ways. And there is also a fantastic response to the gospel by people in touch with our churches. In all our countries, the pastors are the ministers meeting the needs of the weakest and poorest members of their neighborhoods. The widows and orphans that would otherwise starve are receiving food. These tangible gifts of ministry also open doors for the gospel when neighbors ask, Why does your church love you so much? We are exceedingly grateful for our financial partners that make these gifts of food available, and we can send those funds to our pastors in every country, and they are spreading that around to meet the needs of their people. Here are some of the reports from our pastors. Pastor Alvin in the Philippines wrote in his report this month, despite the enhanced community quarantine due to the pandemic, I thank God that I have been able to visit the community and survey people's current status from the pandemic situation. One person I talked to is Masing. She is worried about her family, especially their daily needs for survival. Due to the work restrictions, she can no longer sell fish, and so they are not making any regular income. They have not made enough money to stock up food, and so they depend on their daily income. The government has not provided a supply of food assistance for the community, causing much worry and was the primary concern of the conversation. We prayed for God to give every individual wisdom and knowledge and provide comfort and provision for the community. Their main concern was how to obtain rice. Their way of living is fishing, and some of their other family members can catch fish within their areas, but this is unpredictable. Alvin continues and he writes that we praised God for his amazing provision amid this crisis and in answering our request. The day after my visit, where I learned of their concern and the situation in this area, I expressed this issue to our core leaders in Light of Life Community Center. We designed an action plan and praised God for making the Life of Light Community Center his channel of blessing and his way of providing for the community's needs. With these tangible gifts, we were able to pray, care, and share God's blessing. We praise God that we do not just provide a temporary solution to this crisis, but are also able to comfort the people as God has comforted us and give them the care that God has given us and the hope in life which God promised us. He shares some prayer requests, and I hope that you will take some time even right now and just ask the Lord to answer these needs. He says, pray for follow-up with these families, for visits and further evangelism. 
and pray for God to work in advance in the hearts of his people. And I would add especially to those that God might be drawing to himself. Alvin asked to pray for for us to establish close relationships with the people and pray for the families of this community that God will provide them health, peace, and strength during this challenging time. His final prayer request in his report was pray that the current crisis will draw people to God and that they would recognize him as the source of hope and eternal life. I also share with you a a highlight out of Pastor Arnel Gabon in the Philippines. He says, we have all been affected by this terrible pandemic. Thousands have suffered physically, emotionally, and economically, and many families are mourning for their lost loved ones. I believe God has a purpose for why we are experiencing this event. We serve and worship a sovereign God, and he allows us to suffer to bring glory to his name. We are taking advantage of the time now available due to our changes in routine. We are obeying the enforced enforced quarantine issued by the government, but the work of God is not quarantined. People need to hear the message of hope that is only found through Jesus Christ. Together with my family, we continue the work of ministering to the community through virtual Bible study, prayer time, and Sunday worship. I never thought of doing this type of online ministry, but God gave me the courage to begin and has allowed my family and me to adapt to this new norm. He's also taking advantage of the time to strengthen his family. He, he shares, my wife Charlotte and I are using our time wisely with our children. We are reading and studying the word of God a book at a time, teaching them how to lead worship, and spending more time training them to play musical instruments. Praise God that they are helping me in ministering to people virtually. I am overwhelmed by the positive responses of the people who have been reached via the internet. We are connecting with new people as well. One of the families who watched our service was introduced to us by one of my friends online. The family is Jojo and May. They're a young couple who are Roman Catholic. Their son Ethan was celebrating his third birthday, and they invited me to speak and pray for them. I knew it was risky to travel to their place, but I took advantage of their invitation so that I could meet them personally. We had a great time celebrating their son's birthday and followed the social distancing protocols. Jojo and May are interested in joining a Bible study. There's also the tangible blessing when a church comes to care. It's a blessing, he says, to share the love of Christ in a tangible way to others. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8 says, Besides, God can make every blessing of yours overflow for you, so that in every situation you will always have all you need for any good work. Last month, Pastor Arnell shares that we spoke of raising money to buy food supplies for 50 families in the community. He's praising God that some individuals were touched by God to give a small amount and so we could share with the families in need. It was not enough to provide for every family, but it was a massive help for them to obtain daily needs. We provided food packs for 40 families and are hoping to raise more for the remaining families. One of the families who received a food pack was Robina's family. She is the mother of three and her husband is a fisherman. 
Robina is a regular attendee of our Bible study, and her children are part of the kids for the king. Robina's husband is not allowed to fish during this time of enhanced quarantine. The family received only five kilos, about 11 pounds or 27 and a half cups of rice from the barangay, that's their neighborhood leadership, and have not yet received anything from the government. Robina kept telling us she was so thankful that it was such an essential time since they had run out of food. And Robina is just one of the mothers that we helped, and we are praying that we can bless other women in the community. I hope that you will add your prayers to the, these uh, pastors as well. Here's some highlights from Africa. Pastor Abel in Garuka shares with us that we have seen God at work in our community. He provided us with a motorcycle and the church land where we have our congregation meetings. When we first started, we met in Provia's compound. She was among the first people in Garuka to become a believer. Getting land in Garuka was challenging, but we thank God for helping us acquire a piece of our own. And the motorcycle is a means of transport that allows us to do our home visits more efficiently. I remember when I read in, in Pastor Abel's first report that he was taking two hours a day to walk from his house that we built in Chikarara to the community of Garuka. Two hours a day he would walk and then visit the houses and walk two hours back. One of our precious partners read that and was moved by God to give $1,200, $1,500 to buy a motorbike for Pastor Abel. He's now able to get there in 15 minutes and begin to make much more uh, visits around. He writes in his report that we thank God for the church land. Now we have a home, a permanent place for the church. The believers in the community know that we have come to stay. Purchasing the land is a testimony to our intent to remain in Garuka and serve the people in this community. The coronavirus is affecting our community as churches are not allowed to gather. The government has suspended all group meetings in the country. We are not allowed to do home visits or leave our area to travel to Rukunjiri since our sub-county is considered a high-risk area in Uganda. We are near the Congo border and the national park makes it challenging to stop the movements of people coming in from the Congo. But Pastor Abel is remaining busy. He says, I am training others to participate in the ministry by teaching them how to read the Bible. Many of the people, including the adults, cannot read well, and we are teaching them to sing and praise God. Safari Elias is sharing the word within the fellowship, and I am hoping to make him a leader of one of the fellowship groups. Naganda leads the church when I am away. We also read from one of the reports in Africa, Pastor Nicholas in the church of Kigasha. They just started this January. He writes about the testimony of Decimus. He says Decimus is 53 and married to Kayarisima. He was a drunkard living in a sorry state. He frequently slept by the side of the road being too intoxicated to walk home. That's a very gracious way of saying that Decimus would just get drunk and fall down in the gutter by the dirt road. Decimus was a teacher by profession. 
but was dismissed from the national teacher's payroll due to his alcoholism. When the team from God's Embassy had an open-air crusade in Kagashi last year, uh, Pastor Steve preached. I, I remember that. That was me, as uh, Pastor Nicholas is sharing about. And I remember very clearly when uh, Decimus walked up at the end of our campaign after we had preached and was joining the other people that was there. I looked at him and thought to my heart, in my heart, Lord, this man looks like he is drunk. Is he just mocking the service? I don't know what's happening, Lord. I leave him in your hands. Well, we finished that counseling time. I had left and gone to another place. That preaching time happened in August. And then we had a team that visited Kigashe in November. When they came back from their day of visiting, uh, they came to me excitedly before dinner and they said, Hey, we heard a testimony of a man in Kagashe who had received Christ when you preached in August. His name is Decimus and he was an alcoholic and he was a drunkard, but he has been sober every single day since the day he gave his life to Jesus Christ. Well, Pastor Nicholas goes on to write that Decimus was among the people who received Christ that day. And since he has received Jesus Christ, his family has been reunited and Decimus is steadily recovering from the effects of alcohol. His life is a lesson of God's grace and is influencing others. Seventeen people have come to know the truth and have received Jesus Christ. Now they are church members due to God using the testimony of Decimus. Each one of these people share that when Decimus was saved, they knew that they too could be saved. And as a result, they gave their lives to Christ. Some of them, including uh, Emmanuel, Ronald, Jacqueline, and John, they have become involved in church activities. John is now the church programmer. And so we give God the glory and pray for them to remain firm in their faith. And I hope that you'll take a moment, even right now, to pray for these people that have given their lives to Jesus Christ because of seeing the transformation in the life of Decimus caused by the Holy Spirit through the power of the gospel in Jesus Christ. We also hear from the church in Chicago. Pastor John Bosco started this church, and now Nicholas Catunya is uh, helping him as well. And this is what they wrote before the COVID-19 lockdown happened. 32 people came to Christ last month in our ministry to the Chicago community. Bob Magara preached at an overnight prayer meeting, and 15 people proclaimed their faith in Jesus Christ. A couple of days later, we had a Thanksgiving Sunday, which attracted many people. Pastor Onesimus shared the word of God, and 27 additional people gave their lives to God. Praise the Lord. We have been visiting those who accepted Jesus Christ, and six have joined us at the church last month. We visited 19 homes and shared the word of God with 41 men and 55 women. There's a lot of work going on at this church in Chicago, and I'd encourage you to pray for them. And you might also want to read our blog, visit our blog, Mountains Move, and read about a witch doctor in this village who has come to faith in Jesus Christ. Moving back to the Philippines for our last couple of reports, Pastor Lito Amasola in the Philippines 
shares that COVID-19 is causing a lot of troubles and hardships for every family in our country and the whole world. However, we place our trust in God as we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Though through everyone is aware of the adverse effects of this pandemic, we in the Lord also try to see the other side of things and seek to appreciate the beauty of life despite the unfavorable circumstances. Since we are forced to stay home by the government, we are using this opportunity to learn and grow together as a family in the Lord. I was teaching in the Bible school before the quarantine, and so now I have just switched students and have become a Bible school teacher to my entire household. This month, we discussed basic homiletics and interpretation of the Bible. We are enjoying our time together, doing new things, and are treasuring the quality hours spent in fun, learning, and growing together. My wife and children are developing more passion for studying and sharing the Word of God through our classes. As part of the application, each one is taking their turn to lead the family's devotions, and we converted a room to a prayer space and did a daily prayer chain from 8 to 5. I created a curriculum for my family, and in the next few weeks I am planning to teach our statement of faith, systematic theology missions, and other related subjects. Everyone is excited about their assignments and to get up in the morning for new learning. I praise God for this opportunity to train my entire household to go deeper in their relationship with God. Pastor Lito also shares that this month our local government became stricter in implementing the lockdown. We're only able to go out twice a week to buy food and other basic needs. Crossing into the borders into different villages is no longer allowed except for essential personnel or frontliners. But despite these hardships, we continue to find creative ways to minister to our church members. Even though the borders are closed, communication is still open, and we thank the Lord for the advances in technology that allows us to feed the people through live streaming via Facebook. We are doing daily morning and evening devotions, and even non-church members are watching and hearing the Word of God. I am planning, God willing, to create online training to teach my church members how to feed themselves with the Word of God, since many of them are still young in their faith. This training will be beneficial, as we do not know when the pandemic will be over, and the lockdown end time is still uncertain. Our lockdown was extended till mid-May, and this date is still uncertain. The extension has brought more pressures and crisis to our brethren, as it has been more than a month already since they lost their jobs, and the government subsidy has not provided enough food supplies and relief goods to get them through this time, as it's not quite enough food for a whole week. Our ministry distributed food to 120 families last month, but for most, the quantity will only last for a week or two. The people are desperately crying for help, just like the Israelites in the wilderness. Lido says it breaks his heart to see them in such a desperate need. But God answered our prayers, and just like he sent manna from heaven and quail for the Israelites, God sent provisions through the Light of Life Community Center. We were able to give the second, third, and fourth waves of relief goods, and this time we gave rice, eggs, canned goods, and an entire chicken and vitamin C for the children 
to 120 families, including our neighbors in the community. The people were full of joy and praising God, exclaiming that God has not abandoned them in this time of severe crisis. Our prayers are for the people to hunger and thirst for the word of God and righteousness beyond just desiring physical food. And finally, our final report I'll share with you today is Pastor Ryan Ermack from the Philippines. When the first case of COVID-19 was recorded in the middle of March, the whole province went into enhanced community quarantine. All the borders were closed and almost every establishment ceased its operations. Consequently, all church gatherings were stopped and everyone was confined to their homes the unprecedented situation caused by the pandemic has radically changed the way we do our ministries in Mandau City. For the entirety of last month, all physical gatherings were converted into virtual fellowships. And by the Lord's grace, we have not neglected meeting together. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25. The virus has not stopped church. The church found its way to thrive through technology. The church goes online and every Sunday we gather online via Zoom for prayer, singing, and encouragement. The live singing and prayers have allowed us active interaction and connections even closer than actual physical meetings. The miracle of salvation has also happened. During this quarantine, our online sermons and posts have attracted people to become interested in God and ultimately to know God and proclaim their faith. For this month, we have welcomed two couples into our fellowship, Brother Sonny and his wife, Jennifer, as well as Lester and his wife, Kathy. They've both decided to join our church after hearing our sermons live and joining our online Bible studies. They are now new believers to the faith who understand the gospel after hearing a number of our sermons online last month. We are so blessed at Whitefields to support these pastors all around the world. Pastors like Tommy Buktalan in the Philippines. Uh, people were out of water in their, their neighborhoods. They were not allowed to leave and go to other neighborhoods. They were a far distance, but he's bringing water to them. And others as well. In every country, uh, they're meeting the needs of these people and they're reaching out to them. We thank you for your partnership and ask you to continue to pray that God will provide all of our needs. Thank you and blessings to you. We're keeping you in our prayers as well. So keep in touch. God bless.